Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Martin Diaz. Martin helps people on shamanic journeys. So we have an awesome conversation on basically what a shamanic journey is and the different types of them. It's super interesting. Please check me out on Instagram at NoorKidY. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often podcast network on 604 Records. So check them out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Martin Diaz. Hey, welcome to another episode of God, Yay, or Nay. Today I'm here with Martin Diaz. Martin, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. Uh, this is going to be cool. Uh, you're into a lot of stuff that I uh, really just uh, am so interested in. So I really want to like pick your brain about what you do. Um, let's introduce your company off the bat. Uh, it's Light Trails. You help people with uh, shamanic uh, journeys like... I guess you would say you're kind of like a spiritual coach, kind of help people with whatever they're kind of dealing with. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, absolutely. Depending on the degree, it is a, a form of coaching or sometimes it turns into teaching. So it's on the on the spectrum of coaching and teaching. Absolutely. Nice. And uh, I know I know right now you're in Germany, but you kind of do this in Germany and like all over like North America and Europe as well, right? Yeah, so I mean, the, the legality of it is that I, I basically could not be working in the United States with the visa or the permit that I have. So usually what I do is that I work in Germany or Norway, and then I take the time in Hawaii and spend kind of like creating content and doing all the things that I can do, actually, until I have another permit, you know? Nice. Uh, I get it. I'm a comedian. I do the same kind of things once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to gotta screw around with the permits. I get it. Uh, all right, man. Uh, let my audience know then, like uh, when you talk about a shamanic journey, like that's such a cool word. What do you say? It? But like, how, how would you like describe what a shamanic journey is? So basically, uh, the, the, the easiest way to describe it is probably like dreaming only that we are aware we're conscious it's kind of like a lucid dreaming if you mm -hmm. will rather than we're not in the in the sleep state where we're trying to become conscious but we're actually entering this dreamlike state but where we're fully conscious fully aware of our body at the same time depending on the on the depth or that that sensation that we experience in the journey our body can go way back in the background but at any time we could always stand up get out that is uh because we're fully aware if that makes any sense so there is a lot of dream image uh, not dream in there's a lot of images we're working with because we're contacting the subconscious our subconscious but also the collective subconscious if we look at um carl gustav jung who talked about it that we all share this collective subconscious. So it's not an individual thing. There is an individual part of it, but it's also possible to, for me and you and meet. And that's the beauty of these shamanic journeys that it's not only inner vision, but it's also being able to 
change our reality in a sense of I'm going to uh, an, an interview, a job interview, maybe, and I can do a journey in meeting my my interviewee, maybe, and just see how that goes. Where am I stumbling? What is going on? And I get an image of like kind of like a, a, a something to work with. And then I do that and I get a little better prepared into that interview. It's not that it's happening the same way as I, yeah, yeah, I experience the journey, but there will be common elements where I will be much more prepared to what is waiting for me. Is that person hostile? Is that person mm -hmm. agreeable? And it is just beautiful because it, it transcends basically our understanding of reality, you know? Yeah, no kidding. And uh, I like how you said... Uh... Basically, like uh, you can get out of it anytime you want. So there, I think that feeling of safety is there as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Which, like, because I'm used to like psychedelic, uh, I, I I do like ayahuasca ceremonies, which I guess would be the kind of form of shamanic ceremonies I'm into. But yeah. that's one thing that's completely different. Like, once you're in an ayahuasca ceremony, like you're not getting out. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta pretty much uh, ride the whole thing out. Um, but I, I I like. What you're saying though this is you're trying to bring the subconscious conscious and uh can you kind of give us this uh, an idea of how this process happens like what is happening while to like bring the subconscious conscious yeah so um the most important thing we have to know is that we need an intention because if we don't have an intention the journey it will be more difficult to really understand what is our subconscious just telling us similar to a dream sometimes we don't know what was that dream really but there was like there was my passed away grandfather who had a conversation with the plumber that i met yesterday and you know so if we don't have an intention it could get confusing so if we have an intention for example maybe let's take that that um example that i used to meet to meet my my interviewee for an application i want to i want to I want to, um, maybe that's not really applicable because you want, you ask the question about the subconscious. So, yeah. um, let's just say I'm having trouble with, I'm, I'm using, I'm, I'm having a pattern reaction, whatever that may be, anger or sadness or overwhelm, an emotional reaction to a certain thing that keeps on happening. And I feel I'm not able to control that or to improve that pattern. Mm -hmm. And so I will do a, a journey and say, well, my intention is to find out what what is lying behind that. How can I how can I improve in terms of how can I um, let go of this pattern and react in 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 a different way and be more active in this emotional empowerment in it, so to say, right? And so I will have a shamanic journey in which I depending on the journey that I do. And I would be like, I, Martin, the facilitator would be helping the client to pick a journey that would help me as the client to really do a journey that would support that, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you wanted to do that kind of journey, we would probably uh, travel into your inner basement of the house, just one example. And then you would find certain things in the basement and you would be Kind of like working with them and uh, releasing them in a way where you could let go of these old patterns work through these patterns and then you would that would be that getting in touch moment where you get into the basement and you see certain things that you didn't think were there or there are nothing there's nothing and you 
go around, look in the house and find something else, you know? So the journey is always fresh, always different because your intention and the, the, um, the sacred space that we're in, similar to an ayahuasca ceremony, will show you what needs to be seen in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I know what you're saying when you like go deep inside and you find stuff that like you want to release. That's kind of like one thing I've noticed that's kind of uh, consistent in a lot of these kind of ceremonies. It's like finding something that you need to release that you've been holding on to too long. And that's a lot of times it causes like patterns that are kind of destructive in your life and you want to get rid of, right? Yeah, and and um, I maybe that's that's just uh, me being uh, very accurate. But wanting to get rid of stuff is just not working. So we will have to look at that and really until the point where we are able to say yes, okay, this is this is something. Because just as an example, I wanted to get rid of certain things in my life that weren't working, and I was having difficult relationships, and I just wanted them to be gone. Right? I want this to be away and that was that those were those teachings where i worked the most on until i was in peace with or in, had my inner peace with that through all these journeys through all these experiences where i was able to say well okay i'm not fighting it anymore i'm able to just let it go let my resistance to that go and shift that mm. relationship shift that pattern whatever it is but wanting to, something to be gone is the best way to make it bigger in our lives. So that's why I'm saying that for the audience, that if I'm just like, I just want this to be gone, is this, <laughs> this magnet, magnet of pulling more of it into our lives. That's very, uh, yeah, that's very good uh, thing to actually tell everybody because that's true. So like, it is uh, one of those things you don't, you, uh, <clears throat> I think the best way to release is kind of like just being able to relax and let it be and just see what kind of happens, right? Yeah, these Chinese finger traps, I don't know if you know them, like mm -hmm. the more you pull your fingers apart and you, the more you try to get out of that trap, the 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 harder it gets and the, it is just like constricting more and more. But when you pitch your, pitch your fingers together, the, the, the thing releases and you can get your fingers yeah, out, yeah. right? So that's, that's basically an image for that. No, that's amazing. I like that. So let's, uh, can you tell us about like what your uh, shamanic journey is, like what it entails? Cause I know you use a drum. So it's, uh, it's kind of like you have your own style of journey you, uh, do, uh, maybe you can take us on like that journey a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the drum is one way I would say I use rhythm because if you use a drum or if you use a rattle, for example, in Southern America, there's often uh, the rattle use. I don't know if you did an ayahuasca ceremony, if there was a rattle involved, but usually the way I, I um, was taught is either the rattle or the drum can help you to bring that, um, to bring this kind of entry or portal. We, we say it is the canoe or my teacher told me it's the canoe that we use to pass over into this non-ordinary reality or different kind of reality. Mm. And so the drum is the canoe and the drum beat is the paddle that is kind of like taking us over, right? And so I am basically, once we start, um, we'll do a relaxation exercise, then there's an exercise where we walk across the rainbow, rainbow bridge, which is basically 
going through the chakras. I don't know if, if that is uh, something that you know of the chakra system, but we're going from the root chakra to the crown chakra in the colors mm -hmm. through this rainbow, uh, mm -hmm. over this rainbow bridge. And then I will repeat your assignment. You will go into your inner basement and find what is there to release whatever you need to release in order to let go of the pattern that you want to let go of. And then I will start to drum. So I repeat that, that uh, journey. And then you, you'll just be on your own and images will come up while I drum, maybe sensations in your body. Maybe there are sometimes in certain journeys, there's just these energy clumps where you keep on breathing and they will start growing and your whole body seems kind of like, I don't know, it is uh, like uh, electrified or something. Mm -hmm. Energy is shifting and that is just happening through the breath. Or like I said, it is a vision. Maybe you hear something, a conversation. So people have different ways of journeying. It's not always visual, you know? Mm -hmm. No, but that's the drum. A... Drum is always in the background. Yeah, and that just kind of, I guess that would keep people like grounded, something they can keep their attention on? Or do you want them to kind of keep their attention on that? Or how does that work? No, and, and uh, they, they don't, they don't, they will probably, uh, I mean, I cannot only speak for myself. That's why I say they will probably, but what usually happens to me is that um, except for special circumstances where the drum will have a teaching, where the drum is conveying something, something, sometimes the drum speaks, mm. sometimes the drum sounds like an animal or is so, even though I am drumming the same way all the time, sometimes because of that sacred journey that we're in, we will perceive something through sound as well, but we're not necessarily focusing on the drum. The drum is holding, holding us kind of it is both ways we are both able to get into this other kind of reality but the drum is also holding that space in that where our body lies so it's kind of like that bridge that i mentioned before where um it is holding that space both space both here and there you know mm. no that's amazing and i like that and when it comes to like people trying this for the first time do you, do they usually get into the into that space in their first time or does it take like a couple cracks at it i would say from my experience 90 to 95% of the people journey and they it is it is only if you're really afraid in the sense that this might not work for me or being very constricted being mm. like if there is something bigger, kind of like maybe a trauma that is keeping me from really entering into that space. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah. other than that, 90% of the people we, we, the way I do my program, I've never really thought about it, but usually that doesn't happen. So we go from what we take small steps, you know, mm. and at some point it's just natural. It just feels natural. No, I love that. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. And uh, you mentioned uh, animals a little bit. So I know you talk about like totem animal energy and all of this stuff. Uh, this is completely new concept to me. So uh, please explain this to me in my audience because I'm so intrigued. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if you if like it would be interesting to hear your experience to to compare those two. We can probably do this later. Your your experience of a journey with with mine, the totem animal or spirit animal. I haven't really found an English word that is because there are different words. We would say power animal would be the literal translation from German to English, mm. but. Um, it is our potential. It is an animal that shows itself to us when, and it's our sidekick. It's our companion in a way that we have by our side during those journeys, mm -hmm. but it's also mirroring us, our potential. And, um, in a, in a way similar to decoding a dream or decoding our journey, we can understand so much about just observing those animals you know if i know it, it is probably similar to um when you know about numerology or you know about astrology it's just a system in a way that helps us see between the lines to read the matrix in a way while it's while it's going we learn um to use that and the easiest way to describe that is that i look at this animal is it is it um is it living? Where is it living? That is an important question. Is it uh, an individual? Is it a, a herd animal or is it a pack animal? All these different qualities give us cues about what is important in my life. What is vital to me? I have a friend who has a totem animal that is a coyote. And so his way of behaving is so different to mine because for him, the pack is the most important thing, mm. you know? and keeping the pack together and having us some sort of hierarchy where it is about who gets to eat when and who's providing for whom who's the alpha all these things play a role in his life and uh my my animal my totem animal is uh, a leopard so it is an individual wildcat that is operating much differently you know so it is always interesting to know who are my enemies what am I eating? What is kind of like, what, how am I hunting or not I, but how is that totem animal hunting? And then to translate that into my, into my, uh, world here, you know? No, that's, uh, that's really cool. So when you go on a shamanic journey, is that where you discovered your animal? Like it just appeared kind of like a dream kind of, or how does that work? Yeah, it is. It is one of the journeys that we can do, right? We can, <laughs> that, that comes back to the intention. If my intention is, geez, I want to know what my totem or my power animal is, then uh, I will do a shamanic journey and call for my totem animal and ask it to show itself to me. And then, uh, and then like, I'm you'll gonna... eventually see it. Yeah. And then it comes out like, uh, that, that would be kind of interesting, because I know a part of me would think like, I would kind of like manifest it myself with just my like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I want to be a big lion or something. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, like I'm like just picturing a lion. But uh, no, that would be kind of cool just to see, uh, like, see, like, just the animal kind of crop up or just pop up just like randomly like that. Yeah. And I'm th th this is really and like you said, um, we, we sometimes doubt that we are manifesting or kind of like influencing that through our mind. But usually what's interesting is if we ask that, let, let's say uh, a lion pops up because you you kind of like want that lion to be your totem animal. <laughs> yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then you ask, you ask the lion, are you my totem animal? And if it's not your totem animal, the lion will say no. And then 
that is, you know, we, we can trust that space and that, that journey itself, that what is, what is important to us will reveal itself, right? The mm -hmm. line will have a message to you because otherwise you would not have shown up and you will receive a message from the line, but you, you will hear clearly if the line is your totem animal or not. Uh, that's uh i like that and like how you said about environments so when you get a vision of your totem animal is it usually pretty clear like you'll see maybe your totem animal in some sort of environment like running around or something and like what would the environment like suggest the the environment uh, part that i meant was more when we look at animals in their in their habitat and in their, in their nat natural forms the mm -hmm. the way that the the animal would show up in a journey i cannot predict it can come in any kind of way it could even be let's say it's a water animal and it could be just flying through the air you know or oh, okay. you could see an image of you're suddenly transported into uh, the ocean and you're swimming and then suddenly there is this shark or turtle or fish or whatever it is, right? Mm. And so um, the way how these images come to us, I would say, are never the same. It's always individual. How am I receiving that? What is my, What am I open to in this moment for this message to come to me? Mm. That's, uh, no, that's uh, really cool. And like, I guess the type of animal, like you said, like you know i guess in my whole idea when i was saying lion it's just kind of like an ego thing where i'm just like oh yeah i would love to be the king of the jungle you know just my in my head yeah. kind of thing but i guess when it comes down to it like any animal's fine it's just like it has its own characteristics and might tell you something about your personality is that kind of what it is yeah and it's so beautiful that you say that because it is like that there's sometimes we come in with this predisposition that certain animals are better than others and that uh the ego for example in 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 the shamanic teachings has always been rever revered as this majestic creature that if i if i find an eagle as my totem it's jackpot but it's not like this right it is I, I just love facilitating, especially these totem animal journeys, because you I never know, you know, I'm maybe at some point, 30, 30 years down the line, I might be able to predict, I'm, I'm not sure. But it's just like when that I'm, I'm kind of like sitting in front of that person when they're talking about their journey. And I'm just always happy to hear what animal shows up. Because for me, it's unpredictable, you know, the other mm. the other day it was a bumblebee and I was so psyched for that person. I love bumblebees, you know. So yeah, that'd be sick. I'm my luck. I'll get like a mosquito or some shit, like a tapeworm. <laughs> like God damn it! <laughs> what but is there's this? so much. Yeah, <laughs> but there there's there's strength and qualities in all those animals, you know. Yeah. It's just like we, we our mind just says some animals are better than others, but it's not. We can learn so much from them it's i i can understand that i can really understand that and when you see an animal like now when you do journeys do they does like your uh leopard pop up a lot uh i usually greet my my totem animals when i start my journeys so um they they are with they are with me when i start out sometimes during the journey they are a little bit further in the background but when i started when i when i started with this whole experiencing and uh, especially confronting uh, fears and traumas and all those things, I had my my totem animal by my side because I felt so much more 
empowered, you know, to go into this situation, into this traumatic old past memory and to resolve that in a sense and to reframe that or do whatever I needed to do, you know? So they're usually with us, mm. except for when we forget in a, in a sense, when the journey unfolds and we see certain things, yeah. we talk with, talk with certain entities entities might might freak some people out but like the wise authority for example some in, in a journey i would um i would meet some kind of wise authority and and ask for advice you know that would that's what i mean with the entity so mm. if we're meeting a kind of like guiding spirits in a sense oh man i love that that sounds uh amazing does uh do you see your animals in your uh, your spirit animal in your dreams yeah, sometimes, you know, so and and it is I dream really uh, a lot. And so I do, but also I don't, you know, it, it's it's difficult to explain. It just feels like it is just part of me. It's just part of who I am. And so I don't really see and think about it as I used to do, if that makes any sense. No, I, I completely understand that. Um, like, I'm just wondering now that you've done, you have so much experience in these shamanic jersey, uh, journeys, which is like the subconscious and getting so familiar with it. Now like that, that you have that kind of experience, like, do you have a different uh, relationship with your dreams? Like, do you like, do you kind of like interpret them differently or see them differently or anything like that? I would I would say I I worked with my dreams um a lot so the way how I how I how I how I relate to them is different but I sometimes I learn some things from them tonight for example or in, in in the last night I had I had some confusing and chaotic dreams where I was just like waking up and felt like man what was that all about you know so it's mm -hmm. not like I'm super conscious and my dreams are all lined up and everything is just like amazing and I'm flying through the air and then I have my totem animals by my side. I'm just like a superhero. No, it's just like <laughs> my, my dreamscape is sometimes is also a mess, but sometimes a mess just like being random. And uh, sometimes it's really I wake up and understand, well, I need to do something about that because I really understand this is a, a relationship. Maybe I have to apologize for something and I dreamed about how that felt for that person. So I would say definitely my, my dream dreamscape and my dreams are also big teachers. Mm. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. You know, it's kind of like I was going to say with ayahuasca, like journeys and stuff like I like the one animal I've always had in there was like a lizardy kind of reptile feeling. You kind of feel mm -hmm. that, but that's mm -hmm. like, I think that has to do with the medicine because like so many people have that kind of lizardy or snake kind of feeling. And I, I've definitely felt that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also think people sometimes uh, like say it has something to do with like kundalini energy awakening yeah. like because mm -hmm. kundalini always has that snake kind of uh symbol behind it so yeah. like yeah I, I, it's interesting but uh and let's not forget where where that medicine is coming from right so yeah straight there, in there the are, jungle there are jungle snakes everywhere and so mm -hmm. i would say if and the it's a vine right if i remember yeah that, yeah right so that there is that that element of that snake-ish energy so yeah 
no so it's uh it's very interesting um but like like you were saying like i, I really feel like ayahuasca does the same kind of journey you're describing um like uh, it like definitely would probably be like a little bit more of an intense punch because it's like a psychedelic so you're just kind of getting plunged in there and uh your feeling of safety kind of goes away because like you do like like any other psychedelic when you're in a trip you're in that trip right yeah but you do feel like uh like kind of your conscious like slowly dwindling away and come like bringing up stuff from your unconscious kind of like how you're describing and uh it'll show you stuff like show you your fears your show you like a lot of different things and like there is like this release of like energy a lot of times too and like a lot of times that comes out like where you're actually like physically puking or you're physically like you know going to the bathroom or you're shaking or shivering yeah. or yeah. crying laughing like there's just so many different ways they'll just release energy and it, it can get like very like uh like i notice like when you can relax like when you can really relax your body that purging element of like purging different energies out of you can get really intense like i i was able to like like the more i did it i was able to relax my body so much but then i would just like be shaking and i'll just feel like mm -hmm. energy just like leaving my body like and i'm pretty sure it's just places i just held energy so much and like a lot of times when the energy is leaving you you're seeing visions of like stuff that's kind of associated with that energy or at least that's what you think it is so a lot of times it's like your fears or like memories you had of like shit yeah. that's happened to you and stuff like that yeah. so um yeah like yeah I, I think it's just like uh it's like it's just like a very more intense like shamanic journey just in the case like it's very uh yeah, it's like uh it's a big trip and like it's it's like one of those ones when you come out of it you're like oh my god like uh, I don't know when I can do that again you sometimes yeah. feel like you know it's uh, it's very intense. <laughs> Absolutely and I mean that that is I mean we're, we some people might not use psychedelics as as medicine in in the way it is meant to be and use it more recreationally but the the interesting thing is i saw a documentary about psilocybin and they say well the the all these all these uh kind of like neurochemicals are depleted we don't have them anymore so even if we wanted to it would not work if we if we if we kind of like we need that rest we need that integration phase and so mm -hmm. i think that is important to just be aware of this is a sacred medicine if it is something that i'm like a, a substance that i'm using this is a sacred medicine it helps me to see certain things but for those who are afraid that i was always afraid of all of these substances because i had so many suppressed memories suppressed things in my subconscious that I felt like I don't want to open Pandora's box right mm -hmm. and so for me having stumbled into this shamanic journey practice was actually a great relief because I wouldn't I wouldn't have known how to otherwise address this right and yeah. so for, for people who are really afraid either to use these substances or uh, Ramdas once said that you you always have even though uh the <clears throat> Most of the mind thinks it's okay to use it if it's illegal, if you're in a in a government or like government structure where that substance is not legal, you'll always have a certain degree of something that is attached to that illegality and maybe it's uh, a fear, you know, that yeah, yeah. fear of 
being busted. I I remember I had the I had the wildest uh, uh, experience in Hawaii once because the uh, the cannabis there is so strong, really, that I got really afraid that I would be busted by the police and just like <laughs> deported from the country. Ha, 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 Everybody. Ha. Everybody who had these experiences know that's a real fear that we have in that moment. Yeah, so yeah. I would say if we're really, if we want to be cautious, then these shamanic journeys that I'm facilitating are a little bit more um, softer, but yet as powerful, but it depends on us, right? It, is, it depends on how committed are we, and it is a long, long-term development. It's not... The sledgehammer and i'm just going through the door or through the wall but it's really continuous work and then we can have the same results i would say a hundred percent and uh yeah honestly i completely uh i like that idea like um the one thing like ayahuasca has definitely helped me out so much and i've done it for about eight years now and i would kind of do like a couple ceremonies a year kind of thing mm -hmm. um and just like have it like you go do it for like one week and do two ceremonies kind of thing and then leave it for the next uh, year kind of thing and it's uh it's been very blood beneficial but even for me now i'm like uh i understand it's like all right this is like a one time you do it it shows you so much and that integration phase afterwards has to be a long process because you've been shown so much yeah and you have to bring it you have to bring that balance into your life until you bring that balance into your regular life which is the long process which is the long work that you're doing afterwards then the medicine it doesn't matter too much you can constantly keep going back to it and just get shown the same things or whatever it is yeah but you have to bring it then like I, I think like uh, this last year, which has been like particularly a tough year for me, just with like uh, just with my dad, uh, he, like he got sick and then like um, like just like having so much anxiety because of it and like really battling that. And like I started drinking a bunch like at the beginning of the year because of that. And then it was just like kind of going on the other opposite end of like all right I wanted to stop drinking get back into my like self-care routine and like you know come to peace with like my family and stuff like that and like all of that stuff is bringing balance but that bringing of that balance is like something that happens over months and it took yeah. me like months of work to like really uh get my health back get my spirituality back uh and yeah get like uh, my relationship with my friends and family like where i want them to be at and like now i'm starting to see like the real like the real power behind the, that kind of routine like how it makes me feel so much more grounded and like mm. yeah just so much more like just spiritually healthy and just like in like a very balanced place in my life which yeah. is so much better than what has been before and like ayahuasca or a shamanic journey can definitely give you that insight give you the vision give you the direction but it's like that stuff you do afterwards that really um makes the like makes whatever it is right absolutely absolutely uh i agree 100 percent. we need that integration uh as much as we need the the vision the insight the journey the experience so it all needs to come together and i love the way you say balance because um it is 
we're, we're working or the way I was taught from my mentor is if we, if you, have you heard of the medicine wheel before? No, I, I, I saw, um, I saw that you were mentioning it in your, uh, on your website. So I, I was interested. What is it about? It to, to, to really just superficially scratch the surface, you could imagine uh, a circle like a compass and you have these four directions. And then we have these different qualities in the direction. It's kind of like different medicine wheels stacked on top of each other. So we could use elements in describing where those elements in the circle are, or we could use seasons. We could use the lifetime, the life circle that we go from child or like baby child, adult and senior. And so all of these qualities can be found in that. And the beauty of this medicine wheel is that it helps us to balance. I just wanted to say when we when we learn how to look from all the angles, like if I have an intention that I want to bring, if like those really complex um, journeys that we did as me as a participant when my mentor was teaching them is you have an intention and you go through the medicine wheel and go in every direction and you look at your your you do a journey from every direction and you look and see the whole picture, if that makes any sense. Mm. So, and we learn that balancing and uh, a beautiful image that my mentor used one time was we have that, we have that disc that is kind of like, like a gyroscope in a, in a phone. Right. And so we have these different ways, how it can tip. So it could tip towards the spirit. It could tip towards the body or towards the mind or towards the emotion. And when we're out of balance, nothing's really in line we're always struggling but if we if we get to connect these four spheres with each other and that is leveled out then we're in balance and then we're operating in our best way as you mentioned it takes some time and then you found your groove again and then but in the in the moment where it was tipping towards one side or maybe even in drinking a lot and then there's a lot of disconnect that is another story but Mm -hmm. finding that balance is what i feel like the the buddhist the middle way is also about right so it is about that finding that balance in our life to integrate these things yeah and uh yeah i think the that balance is like part of so many different uh philosophies so yeah. yeah because even when i went to peru to do the ayahuasca ceremony they believe in the shipibo uh, tradition down there and they mentioned the exact same four things like you did with your like mm -hmm. gyroscope. It was body, spirit, mind, and emotions. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, yeah, you have to have like uh, balance in all of those areas. Or yeah, the, like you said, uh, if there's imbalance, there's going to be some sort of uh, turbulence, I guess is a mm -hmm. better word to say. I'm not sure. But uh, it, it is interesting. Like, how do you like, what do you think like when it comes to like emotions and your thoughts and stuff like that uh how do you kind of like uh deal with those in uh in a journey as well like you just kind of like kind of let them be and like kind of just observe them see what they do mm, can you try to uh ask the question a little bit more specific well i'll just kind of like uh when you're uh, dealing with like different kind of emotional imbalances um, and that can come from emotion in your body or even sometimes how you think as well, right? Your thought processes. 
that these are something you can address in a shamanic journey as well but i guess it's just more of like making that intention probably right yeah i i, I would say we probably experience we're not most of the time when we're going on a journey we're not able to express the emotional turbulence that is there i'm not i'm most of the time i'm not aware that i am very angry and i'm suppressing my anger and that is why i'm i'm behaving in certain ways so what the, those thoughts and those emotions are usually what will show up but we are not intending to experience them it is more like because we are used to suppress these emotions if we stay with emotions rather than thoughts because we are used to suppress these emotions because there's some kind of negative connotation negative experience connected with that emotion it will either take us into we'll sleep that is that is in the journey it's just like you're you're not willing and able to connect with that emotion and because you're suppressing that your energy level drops and you're just kind of like fall asleep even mm. even though it is not a real sleep but it is that ducking under that that feeling that emotion or that emotion will just you will feel something is coming up and then you will start breathing and will be able to observe and feel that feeling so those are but it's it's seldomly that i'm inquiring and saying well i want to look into my anger and that's why i'm doing a shamanic journey if you're advanced you will probably do that because you know you have some anger issues but when you start out it's more like um it, it will surprise you <laughs> in, a, in a way you know yeah anger yeah and uh i kind of like uh i think like especially like in my own experiences in the last year especially when i was so unconscious at the beginning of the year like like i was saying i was drinking too much and i was just very anxious all the time so i just wasn't very conscious in my life when i was so unconscious like i didn't i wasn't aware of any of the underlying emotions in me because like that was kind of the reason i was being yeah. unconscious is to yeah. kind of like put on tuck them to the side but like once I got back into my spiritual routine and like I like just because I've been meditating for so long, I, I got back into it really quickly and I was able to kind of go deep into my body a lot more. And then I was just like becoming so surprised with like all of the tucked away emotions I had in there because like, yeah, it's it's insane. Like uh, how much like anger and fear that would like get stuck in your body and like when yeah. they come out, like when you let them release like uh yeah it can be it can be interesting you feel like this like you feel it like as heaviness in your body almost and then like yeah watching it release because like usually whenever I felt that feeling I would try to resist it or push back at it and yeah. go like oh I don't like that feeling and try to push yeah. back at it but like like you said it's like learning just to breathe and let it be and see what happens and like see it kind of unwhirl and where it goes kind of thing and and like you said it doesn't like make doesn't mean it releases the first time that happens but like if you kind of slowly begin that process absolutely and um i think that's why why uh, a teacher coach however you want to call it someone who helps you through that experience, those those uh, shamans that you work with in in Peru are so important because we're really good at at kidding ourselves. We we kind of 
when when people come out of a shamanic journey and um i'm usually not pushing my finger like i'm not forcing people you know it's because the the way if if i feel resistance if for me to break that resistance and to to really bring that recognition of that moment let's say you're denying something and i strongly feel you're denying it me trying to force you to acknowledge that just takes so much energy on my part that's why i usually don't do it mm. but sometimes the 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 greatest skill is in asking a question or in just helping the person through through these questions to come to, to realize that i'm i'm there is i'm actually really angry you know when i was starting out my mentor was asking me how are you feeling and i was just like i don't have a clue and so she was keeping on asking questions and i was projecting my anger onto her you know and that's usually what sometimes happens that okay. when when uh when when this is triggered in the sense that we get angry but we're not realizing this is our anger but we're getting angry at someone and so mm. these mentors are usually very very helpful for us to to slowly unfold this process of recognition and this emotional entanglement you know we have built all these protective layers around ourselves to not feel these emotions and so it's kind of like peeling away layer after layer and uh i think the guidance is very helpful because we can't see ourselves in this way a mirror it, like if we imagine a mirror we can't see ourselves in real life either if we don't have a mirror and same thing applies to this process where we're working on ourselves we have blind spots and those other beings maybe friends or mentors or whoever it is can help us to see us more clearly mm. no that's uh amazing yeah i like that and like you're yeah, right like uh the importance of like a mentor in that situation to kind of like ask those like proper questions and kind of get you pointed in that way is yeah it can be good and it's interesting how you said like yeah like you could kind of project your anger onto somebody else because like damn but i've done that so many times that you're just mm -hmm. like yeah it's kind of sad because yeah yeah it's, it's a sad thing but like it's it's an interesting how like psychology works like that like you just yeah. like you always like not always but like how many times you project your fears insecurities angers like suppressed emotions on other people it's uh it's kind of sad <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, the i'm just because it fits so perfectly forgive them because they know not what they do you know just like <laughs> compassion empathy and forgiveness in those moments if we realize it that's what other people are doing if we are if we have the capab capability to be compassionate and forgiving it's just like it feels so much better you know oh a hundred percent and that's the thing when you have when you have the awareness it's easy to be compassionate because then like the awareness kind of feels that way but when you don't have it it's like yeah, yeah it's very tough too yeah. <laughs> and like you yeah. usually get stuck into an, an, an emotional response <laughs> yeah. um before we go i wanted to like know uh what, what what's your like special connection to hawaii because like it seems like this place is so close to your heart and like I know you kind of talk about the aloha spirit like uh, what do you mean by that so 
the the uh, I would say those are two questions, and I'm trying to answer them uh, chronologically. Hawaii yeah, itself, whatever. Yeah. Um, Hawaii feels like home to me, and having traveled so so much, finding I was always restless. I was always trying to get away, and that is important. That wanting to get away from rather than wanting to go somewhere, if that makes any sense to yeah, you. It wasn't yeah, yeah. Being, wasn't being attracted by something, but being repelled. I wanted to be away from certain things. Most of the, most of, most of the things were inside, right? But we only realize that when we, when we go to other places and it's still, still there. So um, in this process, I, I found my way back to Hawaii and it just felt like home, you know, and I, it is hard to describe and, um, I would say it is a very energetical, a high vibration space. If we talk in spiritual language, there is just a very strong current of energy of mana. That would be the Hawaiian word for that energy. And that is just um, everything I feel I'm, the, I'm, I'm meeting, I'm meeting my best self in Hawaii usually, you know, nice. what, what, uh, because everything we talked about, like being compassionate, being loving and making, making presents, taking, like giving, giving gifts and all that comes so naturally and easy to me. Once I am there in the beginning, it's kind of like, I'm restless and want to get away. Like oftentimes when I get out of the plane, maybe one, two days later, I just want to step into the plane and leave again because it's that energy shifting is usually a little difficult for me, but um, in a way, I just meet myself there. How how I meet my full potential in the sense, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. so so much more loving, and um, love myself actually more, you know. And when I when I go back into where whatever place I go back to, where it is often higher population density and more traffic, more people, more noise that is when my integration comes and where I feel like, man, it was so, I was so connected with myself in Hawaii. And here I am with all this resistance, with all these anger issues and all that, all that muck in a sense. So, um, it is, this is, this is the great balance for me, you know, to go be in Hawaii and to be with my auntie and uncle and be in the ocean and have all these positive recharge it's a recharging process for me a spiritual regeneration and mm. then to go back to germany norway wherever it is i am and then to really learn to bring this into my life here where it is more difficult for me and then when the time comes i'm called pele calls me back to the hawaiian islands and then i'm i'm able to be there you know i was and i i know we're getting to the end i just wanted to finish maybe one story where i was on maui for a retreat in november and uh, i met some people who were europeans who were staying there they were living on maui and had u.s permits green cards whatever it was and i was just like so mad i said i I cannot understand how I how it is that I'm getting ejected, like spiritually, energetically reject, ejected, not rejected, ejected out of Hawaii every time. And my my wish is to create this sanctuary here and to be more here and all these other people get to spend all their lives here. So I got really angry. 
but then um, I know that when the time is right, I will be there. I will be there longer. I will build that sanctuary, right? So it was just that moment of anger. And mm. um, the the second part of the question, can you repeat that for me? I honestly well, I was uh, yeah. I heard you were talking about aloha spirit. Oh, yeah. I was wondering, yeah, what what does that mean? Yeah. So so what it is, it is basically the, the a similar concept to the namaste that seeing that div divine divinity in 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 our brothers and sisters who are in, like in front of us. If you mm. say you meet someone, you say aloha. It is that spirit of really connecting on this deep deep level that we are we are one mm. and um i would i would say for me the aloha spirit means exactly what i said before i'm i'm much more giving if i'm seeing a hitchhiker on the street i i'm happy because i can offer them a ride if i see someone who doesn't have a home I ask them if they need some money or if I can get them something to drink. It is the taking care of each other and just being being nice to each other and loving and kind, right? So mm -hmm. it is just that that loving loving attitude, you know? That yeah. No, I love that. No, nothing wrong with that. That's uh, definitely a good spirit. Uh, I hope to visit uh, Hawaii one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, buddy. I just got one more question. It's the name of the podcast. So, Martin, God, yay or nay? Definitely yay. <laughs> nice. You want to expand on that, or you just want to leave it at that? <laughs> I can't. I can't expand on that. You know, um, really, really briefly. Uh, I I needed the longest time because of the the concepts. I was raised in the Catholic in the Roman Catholic spirit so to say so there were a couple of hindrances for me to really be saying god yay so um but once i worked through that really understanding that we are all one feeling that we're all one one meditating and being being aware that this is just something that is not able for us to understand with our minds but we can we can in a way experience this oneness we can experience this this higher or not higher but maybe this all encompassing intelligence and that we're all part of it mm. and i just love that metaphor or it's actually two metaphors of us being either a ray of the sun and the sun is the the great mystery god and we are a ray of that just expressing that just an expression of that you know yeah i love that yeah so we're yeah so definitely um, <laughs> but you you cannot you cannot convince anyone you know and i don't do that if either either you see or you don't and i'm not i'm not in the missioning business i'm just here to hold space for people and to realize whatever it is they need to realize that's uh yeah i definitely appreciate that <laughs> all right man uh martin please let my audience know um well how they can get a hold of you and like uh these shamanic journeys like do you do them over the internet and stuff like like would you be able to do them over the internet for people if they want to get a hold of you absolutely i mean i do i do them over the internet that's the beauty i wasn't yeah. sure when i was starting out on that on that uh experiment so to say if it actually works but i've i would say um experience has 
has shown <laughs> it, it works exactly the same, even though we we might not think it is. So mm. you can you can find me at lighttrails lighttrails.co and um, either su subscribe to the newsletter or do uh, join a free shamanic journey workshop that are happening every now and then. So um, that is the best way to get in touch. And we can do it online. I'm working with all of my clients. Usually I don't have any physical clients right now. Mm. So uh, everything's going on through Zoom or some online meeting. Awesome. All right, man. I'll toss that uh, information in the podcast description so people can get a hold of you. But Martin, thanks so much for doing this. I had so thank much you. fun. Yeah, thank you. Aloha. Bye. All right. That was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NewerKidY on Instagram. Or check out my website, newerkidwide.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up and all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.